Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight we're coming on the air with several big headlines, including the breaking news that kids under five are now one step closer to getting a COVID vaccine. Tonight, the news just coming in from Pfizer for kids six months to five years old. The only group not eligible for a COVID vaccine. We have the new details. The verdicts in the high-profile defamation case against actor Johnny Depp, a ruling his ex-wife Amber Heard calls a setback for women. As the Pirates of the Caribbean star says, he now has his life back. Tonight, the news about the baby formula crisis. President Biden concedes he didn't know how problematic the shortage would become. The long goodbyes continue in Texas. A wife and husband laid to rest. And tonight, we hear from parents of kids inside Robb Elementary School. Nothing was being done. Fighting a mega drought. The extreme measures, one area outlawing, yes, outlawing grass lawns. Tonight's other top headlines, the man who attempted to kill Ronald Reagan is granted full freedom, and Sheryl Sandberg is stepping down from Facebook's parent company. Also tonight, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, the royal celebration in honor of Her Majesty. Finally, military's glass ceiling shattered on the high seas. We introduce you to the first woman to lead a branch of the armed services. I'm immensely grateful to the many pioneers who've paved the way. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. We're going to begin with the news that is just coming into us, news that many parents will welcome. Infants, toddlers, preschoolers are one step closer to getting a COVID vaccine. Pfizer just submitted its application and data to the FDA, the final thing needed for the agency to authorize its COVID shot for kids as young as six months old. Now that is the only group of Americans that has not yet been eligible to get a shot. Pfizer says the vaccine is safe and that kids handled the three doses well. The company says its regimen is 80% effective in preventing children from getting sick. CBS's Nikki Batiste joins us now with this breaking news. And Nikki, what can you tell us? Nora, good evening. Well, there are about 20 million children under the age of five in the U.S. And if the FDA gives this new Pfizer vaccine emergency use authorization, those kids could have shots by the end of summer. How was your day at school? Good. As much of the country returns to normal, life for Nita Farahany and her family has remained anything but. I do worry a lot about the unknowns, the risks of long COVID. <laughs> Farahany's seven-year-old daughter is fully vaccinated, but like millions of Americans, her two-year-old Electra has been ineligible for a vaccine. As a result, they avoid most indoor activities. How would you describe the emotional toll this has taken on you and your family? It's been exhausting. It really felt like parents like us who have children under five were just ignored and left at sea to fend for ourselves and to figure it out. But help could be on the way. In preliminary data, Pfizer said its vaccine for children aged six months up to five years is about 80% effective. The dose is one-tenth the strength of the adult version, and three shots are required. Moderna has already submitted its request for emergency use authorization for a similar age group. I think parents should be excited about this. Pediatrician Diane Hess says a COVID vaccine for our nation's youngest can't come soon enough. They need to be able to learn, to learn to speak, to learn to see their grandparents, to learn to see other people. If we get these kids vaccinated, we will help stop this spread. The FDA is meeting June 14th and 15th to review both the Pfizer and Moderna data. Moderna says its two-shot regimen is 51% effective at preventing illness in children ages six months to two and 37% effective in kids ages two to five. Nora. Nikki Batiste with that late information. Thank you so much. And there was a stunning verdict in Johnny Depp's high-profile defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. A Virginia jury has largely sided with the Pirates of the Caribbean star and awarded him more than $10 million in damages. We get more from CBS's Christina Ruffini at the courthouse in Fairfax, Virginia. Cheers of Johnny erupting outside the courtroom, while inside Amber Heard listened stoically as count after count went against her. Do you find that Mr. Depp has proven by clear and convincing evidence that Ms. Heard acted with actual malice? Answer, yes. Depp, who was not present for the verdict, was awarded more than $10 million in damages after suing his ex-wife for defamation following a 2018 Washington Post op-ed in which she claimed to be a victim of domestic violence. Heard then countersued, claiming Depp was trying to destroy her career. The jury found that to be partially true, awarding her $2 million. 
I would argue that I think this was a complete grand slam for Johnny Depp. I don't believe that it was an inconsistent verdict with regard to Amber Heard. Keep in mind that the one verdict that came down in her favor had nothing to do with alleged domestic violence. After the verdict, Heard released a statement calling it a setback, writing it sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. But Depp, who is currently in London, said false, very serious and criminal allegations were levied at me. The jury gave me my life back. I am truly humbled. The six-week trial included testimony from both actors, each claiming they were the real victim. Mr. Depp, specifically, how did the injury in this photograph occur? Oh, I'm sure it hit me. This is a man who tried to kill me. Heard testified that during the trial, she was subject to constant ridicule. I am harassed, humiliated, threatened every single day, even just walking into this courtroom. Today, Depp's attorneys claim vindication. Today's verdict confirms what we have said from the beginning, that the claims against Johnny Depp are defamatory and unsupported by any evidence. Now, Heard and her team didn't speak to uh, reporters. They left out a side door. Meanwhile, Depp has been playing concerts in London and reportedly handing out Pirates of the Caribbean hats outside his hotel. Nora? Christina Ruffini, thank you. Well, now to the baby formula shortage impacting millions of American parents. President Biden admitted today that he didn't know how serious the shortage was until April. He met with manufacturers today who he says knew this would become a crisis. CBS's Nancy Chen has the latest on what's being done to help desperate parents. President Biden today announcing the next stage of Operation Fly Formula while pressing manufacturers on what they're doing to improve current supply. I'm going to make sure the families in every part of the country can get the formula they need. Starting next week, shipments from the UK and Australia will deliver more than 680,000 pounds of formula products, equivalent to 8.3 million bottles. But it's just a fraction of what the U.S. needs to feed around 2 million children dependent on formula. Getting as many feedings to shelf as possible has been an enormous priority for us. We've left no stone unturned. Notably absent from the president's meeting, one of the nation's largest formula manufacturers, Abbott, which closed one of their plants at the end of February after a voluntary recall, setting off the shortage. I don't think anyone anticipated the impact of the shutdown of one facility. While the president said he wasn't aware until April, today, other formula manufacturers say they knew the general impact Abbott's closure would have on the nationwide supply when the Abbott plant shut down. Is it getting any easier to buy formula? No. It is very, very hard still. Parents are at this point desperate because their stockpile from two weeks ago is gone. Hannah Kroll created a formula exchange group to help parents nationwide. It's terrifying. No parent should be in this situation, and it's, it's heartbreaking. And the next shipment of formula is scheduled to start next week. Unlike previous shipments that went to doctor's offices and hospitals, this one is designed for stores like Target and other retailers. Nora? An important distinction. Nancy Chen, thank you so much. Well, we turn now to Uvalde, Texas, where more of those killed in last week's school shooting were put to rest. That includes teacher Irma Garcia, a mother of four who was finishing up her 23rd year at Robb Elementary. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. 
Two caskets side by side. Even death couldn't keep them apart. Today, a double funeral for teacher Irma Garcia, who died protecting her students and her husband of nearly 25 years, Joe, whose heart failed two days later. Last week, Joe Garcia was laying flowers at his wife's memorial. Hours later, he suffered a heart attack. There are four children, now orphans, in attendance. For the four, uh, four kids, you know, it's very sad. With barely time to exhale, mourners attended another funeral at the same church. This one for 10-year-old Jose Flores Jr., a fourth grader who was proud for making the honor roll that day for the first time. Not that one. Jose's nine-year-old stepsister, Andrea Herrera, said they played together every day. He wanted to be a cop. Yeah. He would always say, I want to be a cop so I can protect all these other people and all the, but the bad guys. How the police responded is under investigation. As frustrated parents heard gunshots and begged for help, the on-scene school police commander, Pete Arredondo, gave instructions to wait despite multiple 911 calls from children trapped inside. Angeli Gomez was among the parents frantically trying to reach their kids, but were held back by police. Nothing was being done. If anything, they were being more aggressive on us parents that were willing to go in there. Gomez rushed in to try and save her two kids and says she was detained. She went back in and got them out. The true heroes are the kids that protected each other and the two teachers. And among law enforcement, the finger pointing intensifies. Yesterday, DPS told us that Chief Arredondo hasn't responded to the Texas Rangers' request for an interview. Well, today, he told, uh, Arredondo told our Houston affiliate that he has been communicating with DPS every day. Nora? All right, Lilia Luciano, thank you. Overseas now, where Ukraine's President Zelensky says his forces are getting a significant weapons upgrade. The advanced rocket systems are included in President Biden's $700 million aid package. As CBS's MTS Tayeb reports, the help can't come soon enough. After days of intense fighting, the heart of several Donetsk is now in Russian hands. Kremlin-backed forces have occupied the center of the eastern city, where around 15,000 civilians remain trapped amid brutal street battles. But help is on the way. The aid package for Ukraine crucially includes four high-mobility artillery rocket systems, which can hit targets up to 50 miles away. That's more than double the range of the American-supplied howitzer, which this Ukrainian commander told us was a game-changer. President Biden said the U.S. is, quote, not enabling Ukraine to strike beyond its borders over fears Kyiv could launch long-range weapons into Russian territory. Senior Ukrainian officials have promised they won't, but the country is suffering heavy losses. Between 60 and 100 soldiers are killed every day, and up to 500 are wounded. Some of the casualties are taken to military hospitals like this one in Zaporizhia, where trauma surgeons try to remove shrapnel from an injured soldier. Dmitro Mayalkovsky is one of the doctors here. You also sometimes lose patients too, don't you? Yes, I do. As uh, people say, every doctor has own uh, cemetery. Their own cemetery. Yes. This soldier, who goes by the name Mulfar, is recovering from a shrapnel wound to the leg, but says he wants to be back in the battlefield. You've been on the front line. You know what's going on there. 
What does Ukraine need now from the U.S.? The U.S. are already giving us weapons, he says, but we need more. Now, the long-range rockets are already in Europe and could reach Ukraine soon, but require at least three weeks training to use. Nora. MTS Tayeb, thank you. Tonight, there's this big news. John Hinckley Jr., the man who tried to assassinate President Ronald Reagan here in Washington in 1981, is now just two weeks from having full freedom. A federal judge said today that Hinckley, now 67, is no longer a danger to himself or others. The Reagan Foundation strongly opposes Hinckley's release, saying it is both saddened and concerned. Now to the mega drought causing major headaches across the West. Unprecedented water restrictions took effect today in Southern California due to a deepening drought impacting the Western U.S. While many Californians have restrictions on watering their lawns, authorities in Southern Nevada are taking even more drastic measures. Here's CBS's Ben Tracy. In Las Vegas, they're rolling up the green carpet. A new Nevada state law bans all non-functional grass, mainly found along roadsides and at the entrances of the city's many planned communities. So you guys must be very busy. We are booked out months in advance. Curtis Hyde's landscaping company now tears out grass all day long. Some of our customers are extremely proactive and want it out as quickly as possible. Southern Nevada's water comes from Lake Mead on the Colorado River. A 22-year-long mega drought has left the nation's largest reservoir less than 30% full. Purely ornamental uh, outdoor water usage uh, is really a luxury that Southern Nevada can no longer afford. Watering just one square foot of grass in Las Vegas uses 73 gallons of water per year. Banning non-functional grass is expected to save nearly 10 billion gallons, 10% of Southern Nevada's total water supply. And that's all water that would be coming out of the Colorado River, essentially. Yep, every drop. This city in the desert doesn't gamble when it comes to water. It recycles every drop that goes down a drain in every house and hotel room. Grass lawns are already banned for any new homes. And it's 14 water cops patrol sprinkler use. Water is running off the property and heading down the street. Oh, there we go. And even those famous fountains on the Las Vegas Strip use water from a private well, not Lake Mead. For having a reputation as a city of excess, we're actually one of the most water efficient uh, cities in the world. And now it's doubling down to save even more. Ben Tracy, CBS News, Las Vegas. Sheryl Sandberg, the number two executive at Facebook's parent company Meta, announced today that she is stepping down this fall. Sandberg has been chief operating officer at the social media giant for 14 years and will continue to serve on the company's board. One of the highest ranking women in tech says she's getting married and plans to spend more time with her children. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. 
You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Tonight, the stage is set for a celebration fit for a queen. Britain's longest-running monarch, Queen Elizabeth, is marking seven decades on the throne. And we're hearing the Platinum Jubilee is going to be quite the crowning achievement. CBS's Holly Williams has more from Buckingham Palace. It's not often someone does the same job for 70 years. So in Britain, they're in the mood for a party to celebrate their beloved queen and her platinum jubilee. There was a last-minute practice for tomorrow's military parade, with some camping out on the street tonight to secure front-row seats. We don't have anything like this in the States. I mean, look at the pomp and the circumstance. I mean, you know, nobody does anything up like this. I mean, what do we have? We have some fireworks over the Statue of Liberty on the 4th of July. At 96, the Queen's looked frail in recent months, but she's still overwhelmingly popular with approval ratings politicians can only dream of. She's an icon. Yes, she is. She's She's amazing. We love her to bits. Love her to bits. I just think she's she's so sweet. She she has some calmness about her that when I look at her, I just she just makes me smile. (laughs) It's expected that Meghan, Duchess of Sussex, and her husband Prince Harry will attend the celebrations. Her first public appearance in the UK since they moved to the US. Do you expect to see any drama? I don't think we're going to see any drama. Um, They'll be with the rest of the family, and I'm sure everyone in the family understands that this weekend is about Her Majesty the Queen. On Saturday night, there'll be a pop concert here at Buckingham Palace featuring Elton John and Diana Ross. And on Sunday, street parties across the nation. Nora. Holly Williams, thank you so much. History was made today when Admiral Linda Fagan shattered the military glass ceiling and became the new commandant of the U.S. Coast Guard. Fagan is now the first woman and mother to lead any branch of the U.S. Armed Forces. She has served in the Coast Guard for nearly four decades across all seven continents. Fagan says one of her top priorities will be increasing diversity in the Coast Guard. President Biden noted the importance of this historic moment, saying it's about time. Congratulations. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, the effort to save America's food supply from inside a lab. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.